What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Love God Love Sex podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Heath. Yo, what's good, everybody? What's good, Heath? This is Jamie. How's everybody doing today? Chilling. What's up, Jay? How you been, brother? I'm wonderful. I'm on my ghost face tonight with the with the bathrobe. Oh, nice, Tony nice, Starkish. Nice. Yeah, I got Daytona 500 right now. I got my Uniqlo Bowser shirt on. You know what I'm saying? Representing that Bowser you know, on the first and the fifteenth. Nintendo. Yeah, exactly. My man just dropped a movie. Go cop the Bowser movie. He cop got the plush that. toys. You cop know what I'm that. saying? Make sure you get it all day, every day. And make sure if you're listening on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, that you are subscribing to the Love God Love Sex Podcast at Love God Love Sex Pod TikTok. You're following, and on YouTube, you're subscribing. Hit that subscribe button. Smash it! Smash, Smash it! Again at Love God Love Sex Pod. With that said, let's get into today's topic: Are women bored with sex? This. Uh, episode is inspired by uh, Natasia Miller, N-A-T-A-S-S-I-A Miller, M-I-L-L-E-R. We always love to reference the creators that we're citing or that are giving us inspiration for content because we're all about linking back to the originators of our ideas. So Natasia Miller is, uh, you follow her on TikTok, has a really solid TikTok. She has a newsletter. And she did a nice little post earlier this week about something Esther Perel talked about and also a, a, a bit uh, that came out about data, how women are bored with sex. And it's not that they're bored with sex because, because they're disinterested with sex, but sex really doesn't stimulate them. So, for example, one of the things that happens with women when it comes to sex is normally what happens is there just becomes a very comfortable routine or groove that they fall into with their lovers or partners. You know, a little bit of kissing, a little bit of fondling, and then straight to penetration. Mm -hmm. uh, they are not intrigued or turned on or enthralled by any of the commonplace sex scripts that their male partners tend to use. The other thing that uh, happens with women, and Esther Perel made this note, uh, and Natasha Miller cites Esther Perel, in that for women, it's not just about the physical act of sex. Yes, they love sex. And yes, the physical act of sex turns them on and they want it. But oftentimes women are viewed as disinterested because it's everything around the sex that connects them to the sex, the seduction, the emotional intimacy, the, you know, the scent that you use, all of the little elements or breadcrumbs that eventually lead to the meal. And many times male partners, whether they did it in the beginning of the relationship or never truly mastered it or never really mastered it for their partner, that woman, really don't exert that much of effort anymore. And women get written off, as Esther's saying, that they don't like sex and that sex is boring to them. But studies have shown sex is very important to women. It's a centralizing element in many women's lives, not just for the orgasm, but also for the pleasure. For some, it's an opportunity to de-stress. Others, it's an opportunity to feel love. And others, it's just great to have a big old great cowgirl time. So with that said, let's just get right into this now that we've done the opening and the primer. This was fascinating to me, Jay, because we have constantly said on this podcast that men need to educate themselves about their lovers, that they are not taking the time to study their partner, learn her kinks, learn her likes, learn her dis dislikes, and then wrap that into a dossier or some kind of plan. I laugh because you say dossier like CIA, but it's the truth. You have to have that same kind of tact 
and insight into your partner, tracking them, understanding their movements, what do they like, what, what they don't like, and then putting that all together into a solid plan where you can then execute, execute against that plan when they're having a great time, but especially when they're having a stressful or sullen time. They want to know that they're being listened to, they're being heard, and that they're being catered to, which every partner should have in any relationship. That is a commonplace, bottom line expectation, and it's a-okay. No one needs to demonize people about the fact that they you know, want to feel connected and they want to feel catered to. Shout out to Destiny's Child and that catered to you song. They did it for the for the uh, brothers, and that's that's a big thing. But it's also needed to be there for women. And so this doesn't surprise me that women are bored with the sex because another thing we've talked about in this podcast, and I want you to jump in here, is something that our women friends have shared with us: the big bad insertion what am i talking about they go to be intimate with their partner you may be a little bit of kissing and then here comes with the dick here comes the dick right 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 through the vaginal canal here we come right through the vaginal canal you ever seen two a grumpy old men with your man burgess meredith where he's just like <laughs> saying all these sex off-color sex jokes trying to take the skin boat to tuna town oh wow they're trying to bury the holy cannoli play the skin flute <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> But that's all they're trying to do. They're just trying to go for insertion. Again, a lot of men have been normed and shaped by porn. So even the insertion is just, you know, you try to get that porn, you know, backboard shaking movement right at the outset. But yet there's been no stimulation or no variety in that stimulation, as Esther Perel and Natasha are saying, that's really appealing and opening her up to discover herself and also discover you. And then you guys discover each other in that act. Yeah, um, this one really kind of, I don't want to say it took me by surprise, but I think I was just a little shocked uh, out of left field to, because I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. A lot of the women that I know that are in my cypher, that I'm cool with, um, that I met in life, they really do enjoy sex. Mm -hmm. And I have I have very rarely met a, a woman who has used that language that they're bored with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I have heard women say, you know, guys could be, like you said, a little bit more varied in their approach uh, in terms of uh, warming up the meal, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, before, or warming up the, the, the jackpot, the slot the machine, before, you yeah. know what I'm saying, warming up the slot machine before they hit that jackpot. Uh, I've heard women say that, but it was actually uh, pretty interesting to me to hear this point of view that women are not bored with sex they're just bored with the sex they're having with you because <laughs> and, I, and i'm i'm actually really glad that she worded it that way because i feel like it gives like a really clear cut picture of that perspective and it's very explicit and it it really kind of leads men to um think about like you said the the various ways in which they can um create that environment and and not just go straight for the insertion um, and I mean, like, as you would imagine, if you not, if you're if you're the place that you're trying to enter into isn't warmed up, it hasn't been moistened up. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's not going to be good for you. Rough like sandpaper. <laughs> I mean, and nobody likes sandpaper box oh, or no, sandpaper no, mouth, no, no. so or sandpaper hands yeah. or whatever it is. Sandpaper like nobody kisses. just likes drop sandpaper gifts. Right. Sandpaper text messages. <laughs> sandpaper, sandpaper, I dates. don't want to go to help your mother out in her house to clean out her garage. Yeah. Sandpaper, sandpaper dates, I don't want to help out around that. the chores around the house. 
Right. Nobody just likes dry. I mean, we, we all like a good moist morsel of any type of food that we're eating or taking in. So, you know, just apply the same logic there. Yeah. You, there is so, so much to be said about seduction because that was the piece that complemented the sex script. So the sex scripts are the physical part, the seduction, the teasing, and the larger emotional intimacy is the other piece that women, you know, they exist in that context. I think always like a lily pad in the pond, just lily pad is just floating in the pond. All the beauty of that lily pad can be behold by the eye, you know, by us, by our eyes, but that pond is holding it all together. There's a, a representation, there's a presentation there, a beauty that goes hand in hand. And I, that's how I see the sex act when we talk about women or in particular, even for me, for, for my, my partner and how, I perceive her and her needs and how she's allowed me to understand her needs. And seduction is something that is lost on a lot of us, especially for us who have been with our partners for many, many, many years. Sometimes, you know, the gunk of, you know, broken disappointments, the gunk of missed expectations and daily broken, life. Yeah. Daily life and broken mm -hmm. promises. And then, you know, our self pity, I deserve this. I deserve that starts to, slow down the machine of love and what used to run at optimal speeds that lamborghini that would be on the highway is now stuck in the garage with a tarp over it you just you know go in there once in a while to move the tarp. i mean i used to ride this man but it's my lamborghini right. it's my he lamborghini right so here good but you can't ride it no more. yeah exactly it just people are like good. i don't want that lamborghini i wouldn't get in that thing if you paid me i don't give it to lamborghini right who cares i'll just i'll just take an uber and a camry because it's still going to get me where i need to go Mm -hmm. Your Lamborghini is liable to break down. And who can fix a Lamborghini in the middle of New York City or yeah. wherever, Chicago, LA, Miami, wherever you're at? So that's just, I think, a, a very apropos analogy that we have so much to give and to offer if we have primed the pump. As one woman once told my wife that her husband was, by throwing out the garbage, he was priming the pump. So I guess, you know, he knew those house chores meant something to her. So he would, when he wanted some a couple of days before he start priming the pump, had a homegirl yeah. mom mention that, you know, she start cleaning the kitchen. Dude start doing that little extra stuff. They know they start leaving those breadcrumbs. You check that dossier. Remember, <laughs> Oh, she, Oh, she likes when I do X, Y, bet I'm on it. I'm on the job, which is a little, little, let's go on a little rabbit trucks. I want to go back to seduction. If you know, that's what turns her on. Why not press the button all the time? See, this is what I don't get. If you just know, that cleaning the kitchen, you know, throwing out the garbage, helping out whatever the chores, maybe you got some outside chores, gutters and lawn care. I don't know, whatever it is, fill in the blank. You know that appeals to her. Why not be doing that every day? Why not do not be doing that consistently and just keep that pump primed? I don't want to be able to go to the well one day, right? If you go back to ancient times or biblical times and people have to put a well down a bucket and you, you got to bring the well. I don't want to have to. Every single day I have to go get water. Fuss with that rope. If I had to go get water from a well, I want the rope to be oiled. I and mean, you can't really oil ropes, but I want the rope to be set up in a contraption where I can just pull the rope. You're pulling up water anyway, so you're doing work. It's not mm -hmm. like you go to the refrigerator to the aisle and just do, 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 go, 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 go. No, I got to be able to pull the rope. Why would I want to be fussing with the rope every day? Why would I make that a chore? But then I see men going to the well and making it a chore for themselves. Why would you do that? I mean, I think it's because when you think about that dynamic, right, the, the water in the well is inanimate. 
You know what I mean? It, it, it can't give you anything back or, or it can't will itself to give itself to you. And I think sometimes people want that. They, they don't want to have to do something for the payoff from a person. Mm. I think that's 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 the difference. Right. It's like sometimes, you know, it's almost like, why do I have to? Uh, why do I have to clean up or do these chores for you to want me in that way, for you to want to give me what I feel like? we should both want to just give each other organically because we love each other or because we have, you know, this kind of connection. Um, I think to your, to your point though, you know, you do what you can to make your circumstances optimal. So yes, you do. You're supposed to keep that pump primed on the daily, but I think also that has to be met with the other person um, not making you feel like you got to jump through hoops to, to get what you what you may feel like should come a little bit more naturally and without, you know, the magic show or the dog and pony show for you to get what you, what you want. And I think that that goes for both. Right. It's like, why should a woman have to give you sex in order for you to want to pay for a date or in order for you to want to to do those chores or, or things like like, why does there have to be a payoff in that kind of way? I think that's the reason why some people might get upset or, you know, kind of disenchanted with keeping that pump primed or having to do this thing, you know what I mean, in order to get that. Because if you take all of that off the table, right, if we didn't have to do any chores, if we didn't have to pay for anything, would the sex just be organic and we'd, we'd be having it daily without having to have this, you know, pay for play type of dynamic to the situation? It's interesting you couch it as pay to pay for play because there can be an argument that men feel that way too, right? I got to pay the bills. I got to do this. I sometimes look at it as just a matter of people having the energy for it and people having the bandwidth for it. So I have these tasks that have to get done because you're, like you said, we don't live in a world where work is not going to exist. Work will always be work. And so now I have to ensure and make sure that I'm able to get my work done and when it's appropriate, help you get the work you need done so that we can have time for ourselves. And that bandwidth is there so that we can actually entertain sex. Cause one of the things that women talk about when it comes to sex is just not having the bandwidth, especially married women, women who are more uh, in long-term relationships, they have children, et cetera, other responsibilities. They just don't have the bandwidth and they're looking for assistance and help with creating the bandwidth. They want the sex, but they need help. So you doing these chores or tasks in a consistent way allows me to eventually free up and just slowly heal and be able to like, yo, actually, you know, tonight after this glass of wine, let's, let's I, get I, it I've been in. wanting to give you a blowjob. Actually, mm -hmm. my, my mouth has been watering for it. Yeah. Let's, let's go it. in the back and let me get, you know what I'm saying? The way he manifested when he Buddha blessed it. Bless the mic with the gods. Shout out to Supernatural, man. Give me that jaw work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's just what I'd understand. But coming back off the rabbit trail, back on the main road to seduction, for you, what is so critical about seduction when you are courting a young woman? In my best 1955, courting a young woman, and she shows up at the house. Make sure you have a suit and tie on. Right. And she's ready to get in her unmentionables. Exactly. <laughs> and you just don't take the unmentionables just like that. See, back in my day, 1930, was it 20? <laughs> I can't remember now. Can't remember now. Uh, I mean, honestly, bro, for me, I, 
I am also someone who likes seduction as well. I mean, I think it, seduction is really something that grease both wheels on both sides. It's just, you know, I think sometimes obviously men don't really need it to get to the finish line. Um, so I can see why it could be more critical for women. But what I like about seduction or what makes it important to me is that I almost feel like it, it's a movie. Like every scene that's leading to sex is like a movie. So you get to make it as dramatic and engaging and interesting as you want it to be. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be bland. It doesn't have to be the same, you know, three acts like Ms. Nike, Ms. Natasha yeah, talking about. Natasha. Natasha, I think. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think that to me is what makes it important. It's like it's, it's part of a, I don't want to say part of a game. But it's part of a buildup that can make things really interesting. And you don't, uh, not everything has to be the same every time you do it. I mean, I think this is essentially what we're talking about. Women are getting bored because, you know, they're saying guys lack imagination in, turn, in the bedroom. They're not thinking about, you know, how can I caress her? Or, or even as you like to point out, what can I do before we even get to the caressing? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, what, what makes important, what makes it important for me is I'm a creative. Um, I do like to think about things and, and how you can build on things and make things better. Um, and I, I actually like the, the art of seduction, thinking about what can I say or do that's really gonna, like we've been talking about prime that pump and get her ready for, or, or make her so excited that it's not even about what I'm doing anymore. She just wants it so bad. It's like, I know you've, you've uh, we've talked about this before. Like when you're giving a girl head so good that she's begging for the D. Oh yeah. Whew. I look at that the same way. Like when you're seducing a girl, a woman so good that she's just like, yo, I'm ready for anything. Yeah. Or I'm, or I'm ready to mm. take it to the physical manifestation of us talking about this and flirting. Mm -hmm, you know what mm -hmm, I mean? I look mm -hmm. at that the same way. So if you can build up your seduction game, you know what I mean? Like, yo, there's, there's no limit. No limit. I <laughs> need you to say, <laughs> nah, nah, it's nah, nah. Pee. It's Make Master P in the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> Master P in the bedroom. Shook the shocker in the bedroom. <laughs> Mystical. <laughs> Me, and, Me X. and X. The whole clan up in there, bro. The Romeo. <laughs> oh, you're talking Mr. Servant, Fiend, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a no limit soldier. I thought I told, I told you. you. No limit, but I mean, yeah, bro. I mean, I think that that is a critical piece to this whole thing we're talking about, right? Anything with the bedroom, as you just you know described in previous episodes, it's a lot of it for women is what's happening outside of it, and yeah. and as men, we we definitely need to be more aware of that. Um, and make that a part of our, our thinking. We got to put that on every dossier. That has to be in yeah, everybody's profile. Yeah, that seduction program needs to be on there, but it, it needs to stay on there and it needs to evolve. You know, no one's playing ColecoVision in television. They play Xbox <laughs> Series X and Xbox Series yeah, X. The series Oregon S Trail was winning. No <laughs> when one's is playing that Oregon Atari. <laughs> no one's playing Atari anymore, guys. It was right. great for when it lasted. You know, I had in television, that was like the first joint. And people don't even know what that, you mean you had a television? No, I had a video game system called in television. That was the genius <laughs> behind the video game. They just put an in in front of television and created a whole video game system. You connect. <laughs> no one's playing that anymore. 
People may have it because there's people who are console collectors. I've thought about framing mine just because it's cool to have like an old piece of retro, you know, art and, and technology mm-hmm. on the wall. But no one's playing that anymore. You need to be the graphics cards have. I mean, we're playing right now. Used to run laptops twenty years ago, guys. Right. It's evolved. Bit. And it's start the same thing needs to happen with with our seduction game. There needs to be an evolution. There needs to be a change. There needs to be a keen awareness of what her needs and habits and tastes are now. Perfect way Gary Vee puts it. When you're running a corporation, you're running an organization, you're running a movement. The people who are working for you and with you, they have interests right now. So the person who's working with you and for you at 24 years old has certain set of interests. Those interests aren't going to be the same at 28. They may not be the same at 35 and they may not be the same at 42. You have to always be able to check in with them and Build a system and a process that allows you to learn what they need and then be able to structure when applicable, when appropriate, when doable, a opportunity for them to keep them that much more engaged and keep the connection brilliant and humming. It's the same thing in the bedroom. Men should be connecting and constantly checking back, getting feedback to figure out how am I going to be a better seducer of this beautiful woman that I'm with, you know? whether it starts with foot massages, whether it starts with trips. And I think we often go to things you can pay for, but there are setups that are just that much more important in the home. And I'm not just talking about chores either. I'm talking about maybe the way you structure a dinner, maybe the way you learn to cook, you learn to cook her favorite dish or meal. There are little things here and there that just move the drip, drip, drip that eventually you know erodes the rock of stress or eventually erodes the rock of distrust or eventually erodes the rock of bitterness. Now, that doesn't mean that you stay there with somebody and you endure all their abuse and their traumas. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is that your partner has, throughout the day, built up little rocks of trauma and stress and bitterness and self-loathing. And that love you have can penetrate and eventually crack that rock in, in, in two and allow a real genuine connection to happen. And that's, I think, the point of seduction. Some people just, again, as you said in the previous episode, think about seduction in terms of, well, I got this broad, you know, I came in her face and ha ha ha, now look at you. As opposed to, nah, that seduction game is actually important for maintaining and creating an ecstatic loving connection with, with your long-term partner. But again, that may have to be with, you know, deprogramming or as we have said, as Perel's talked about, removing the transgressive connection we have with sex and with seduction. And it, it, it's so crazy you mentioned that because that, it, you know, seduction has that, that kind of power to it where it can really change a dynamic. You know, it can really change the color of a whole situation. Mm. Like, you, you know, you're, let's just say you're sitting down on the couch. This has been me before. You're sitting on the couch with somebody. Y'all are watching something, you know, and, and y'all are sitting close or your hands are next to each other. And you just put your hand on that knee. You look at them. I mean, it's, it's really nice to be here with you, spending some time with you. I love mm. hanging out with you. And, and conversation starts and there's smiles. And now she's thinking, Oh wow, this, this guy really likes me. And you are really showing. I mean, I'm I'm not saying this to do yeah, this fake, to take fake, her brain. You're not saying fake it. Um, yeah, when that stuff is genuine, bro, it can really mm. open the door and blow the lid off to what's possible uh in terms of your physical intimacy. And she mentioned that with the couple on Sex Love and Group. I don't know if you actually got a chance to see that, but it was no. a really good series. Um shout out to Gwyneth Paltrow and the work that she's doing there. Uh right. but the couple that she's referring to. Actually, I don't know if it's the same couple, but there was a, a couple on there, black couple, and 
the guy, they went through a series of exercises where he was talking about his body had never been explored. And so they laid him down um, on this platform and his wife just got to stimulate his body, different parts of areas of his body with different toys. And she ended up getting him to the point where he cried. And it was like, you could see just like this really beautiful emotional moment because of their willingness to explore. I feel like that's what seduction is a part of. It's a part of the exploration, right? It's, It's what's happening outside of the insertion before we get there. Um, what's happening before all of that, the prelude. And so if your prelude, your overture is, you know, nice and long and everybody's been waiting for a long time, that build up, you know, when you get to the climax, that crescendo is there. Yeah. Because you've taken the time, you know, to explore and to seduce and to tease and you have all of these different areas in your body warmed up, you know, for that, for the touch. Mm, yeah, yeah. Hearing you uh, talk about that made me think about Robert Greene's book. For those who don't know, Robert Greene wrote The 48 Laws of Power. He's written a bunch of books. Uh, he wrote a book with 50 Cent, The 50th Law. But his second book was The Art of Seduction. Nice, thick mm-hmm. book. I've gotten through some of it. Uh, he's always good at highlighting, like, you know, <laughs> unscrupulous individuals and people who are just good at their craft. He's not examining their morality or their ethics. He's like, yo, you want to know how to seduce here? Here are the hot button people who were masters of seduction and you deal with it on your own. A little side note, Casanova, the famed name, right, that we use, oh, he's just a Casanova, actually was really great at seduction, hence why we use that name for men who are great with women or womenizers, uh, because uh, Casanova was one of the great seducers. And I think when it comes to seduction, we have to keep in mind that physical beauty, and this is a paraphrase from the book, physical beauty is like a rose here today, but gone tomorrow. But grace and seduction and inner, inner beauty, inner worth, those are as almost indelible as steel. And that's something for us to keep in mind when we talk about cultivating an art of seduction. Your body may change. It may get a little more flabby. You may tone it back up. Your habits may change. Who you were when you were 25 may not be who you will be at 37. And that's okay. Especially if you have a long-term partner and you guys are dedicated and growing in your goals. They're looking at for you to be a master of their needs. That doesn't mean you dictate, but a master understanding, like almost like a master craftsman or a master swordsman, a swordsmith, a wordsmith, a gunsmith, these people who create from raw materials into something that's elegant, something that's different, something that's unique. And, you know, you have to be a smith of her soul. And uh, that's just where I believe the rubber meets the road. And that's where the ecstatic opportunities begin. Make sure you coin that word, soulsmith. Soul Smith. <laughs> Make sure you coin that. Get that copy rig, bro. Get that TM. Soul Facts. Get that trademark yeah. ASAP. So, so as we wrap up here, what is it that for you, you're taking away from this work that Natasha Miller, Miller, excuse me, highlighted as far as women being bored with sex? Uh, I mean, essentially what, what we've been talking about is, is learning how to think outside the box when it comes to sex, or maybe not just see it from, uh, my point of view as a man. Um, I think it can, it's a little difficult sometimes because 
you re- we I mean, I know for me personally, I like to lean into the easiness of sex and what it's supposed to be, meaning we come together, we connect physically, uh, we get pleasure from it, we climax, we do our aftercare. Like, I think it really can be that easy. Um, I just obviously feel like there are, there are times and places and situations and scenarios where I can think outside the box and not just make sex about sex. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think that's what I'm getting from this. Like, as good as the sex kit is that I have, imagining how much greater it could be if I learned how to add more to it, mm. be more seductive. Um, yeah. And I mean, I think that's something that a, a lot of men would probably say. There is not like, like she said, it's not like they're having bad sex. It it can just get boring if it becomes too mundane. Yeah. So, you know, just, just learning how to treat that like you treat anything else. I mean, nobody wants to watch the same as a guy. Nobody wants to watch the same team lose every year. I know, you know what I mean? Nobody wants to see the same type of porn every time you, you go on. I mean, it's, it's a smorgasbord of things you can look into. Nobody likes the same thing all the time. So, you know, just applying that same logic to your seduction game and, and bedroom activity. Yeah. For me, it's stay studying. Stay studying. I mean, this, it's funny how you could be with someone for years and every day, if you're dedicated and focused enough, just even a little bit, you're uncovering new opportunities for love, new opportunities for seduction, new opportunities to regale them with the beauty and the water and earth they deserve. So uh, it's just like any other, you know, beautiful uh, plant in the garden of your life. So with that said, on that note. yeah, yeah. But that said, guys, thanks a lot for listening to another episode again, available on uh, Google podcasts, Spotify, Apple podcasts at love, God, love, sex pod. Go ahead and subscribe on TikTok at love, God, love, sex pod and YouTube at love, God, love, sex odd uh, on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe. TikTok follow We're on email. Connect the love, God, love, sex podcast.net until next time. Take care. Peace.